0: happy new year i hope you had a wonderful christmas and welcome to edition 122 of on the ball the norwich city podcast that is ill-equipped for such a swift return after all that time off i'm michael bailey i cover the canaries for the athletic and i hope this finds you safe and well in 2023 on the way all change please (laughs) we'll work through all that and more with our guests This fine early January evening, Uh, those guests are, uh, let's see if I can find the intros, Norwich number wang Chief at NCFC Numbers, also known as our very own Steve Sanders.
1: Yes, I think that is my verified intro. Thanks, Michael. And good evening, everyone.
0: No problem at all, Steve. Thank you for buying me a slight bit of time. Also joining us tonight, former Norwich City Head of Content and Program Editor, Daniel Brigham. Sorry! (laughs) Sorry, Dan. Oh, can I? What's happened? Oh, I can't unmute you, Dan. You have to
2: mute yourself. Okay, there we go. Good evening, Michael. Good stuff. <laughs> Actually, probably better to say good morning, because it, it is getting on a little bit, isn't it? Yes, yes. It's <laughs> fine. It's fine. Everyone will
0: be listening to it uh, uh, later, he says. And uh, finally, but not much, most of the least leastly. a true OTB original, former Norwich Marshal of the Press. Mm. Uh, ben Mouncer. Good evening to you, Ben. Good evening, Michael. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year to the world. Thanks for joining us. I hope everyone is well out there and just patience as we record this live. We are slightly later than normal due to all the stuff that's gone on, which we will talk about in a bit. Uh, Steve, Happy New Year. Uh, If you could sum up your sort of past three weeks in a short phrase or noise, uh, what would you go for? Uh, Yeah.
1: Is that, good, is that a good one? I was thinking the last time we did this was the day after the World Cup final, and that feels oh, like a long time ago wow. now, doesn't it? So, is that right? Oh, my god! Yeah, that was the last yeah, one does. of these that, that we did. And, uh, you know, we've kept kept people waiting, haven't we? Good things come to those who wait. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I sort of feel like we're uh, like a Guns N' Roses concert now where we've turned up, like, after build. Uh, and now that we're here... We're just going to put on the best show that we've ever put on. This
0: is this this is the most rock and roll podcast in the Norwich City world. I, I think. mean, it shouldn't really be if
1: I'm on it. I do worry for other <laughs> podcast rock and roll credentials. If I'm on the most rock and roll
2: one, that's that's is it, there. Is, there is a genre like maths rock, isn't that right? I think I'm there use is yeah. some of the editors, which maths rock yeah. would suit. An NCFC numbers, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, okay, I'm yeah. bringing the math rock then, in that case. Good. Maths rock,
1: sorry.
0: That, that. That's all gone over my head, that entire sentence, but that's fine. That was the voice of Daniel Brigham. How is Daniel Brigham?
2: I'm oh, good, thanks, Michael. Very good. How are you doing?
0: Yeah, good, thanks. Yeah, been <laughs> I know a... that
2: it's been a long day for you.
0: Yeah, it's a big, yeah. <laughs> I was quite late from, 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 don't like Sunday games because the, the deadlines for filing for that are a bit all over the place. And then uh, we've had, I always keep people waiting, as most will attest. And uh, and obviously, we then had the press conference this afternoon, which is all, which is all good fun. But yeah, it's been, a, it's been, a, it's been an interesting few weeks, certainly since Boxing Day, which is fun, of
3: course.
0: Uh, ben, what was the highlight of your Christmas New Year period?
3: Uh, the highlight of my Christmas New Year period was, Yes. not anything to do with football <laughs> <so>. <laughs> well thank I'm going god to ask me for my for a noise and if I could kind of oh well you can can sum give, up. yeah please give us the maybe noise. I can try and do like a sequence of noises that sum up the sequence of noises <laughs> of the fixtures since we last did a podcast so yes right. uh, oh <laughs> uh, uh, oh oh uh. oh <laughs> Which
0: uh, was also possibly one of the answers to uh, a question I asked this afternoon, but maybe, maybe not. Um, brilliant work. Well, we all seem absolutely fantastically well, uh, which is a great start obviously for 2023. Um I hope you're all well to those of you who are listening and, uh, in, and joining in. If you're watching live, please get your comments and questions in. We'll endeavor to pose them, uh, ask them, um, query them, and, and digest them. Uh, likewise, if you're listening in the future, thus back in the past, <laughs> then you can still interact with us through either your own time machine or you could send us an email. Two, um, I've just, yeah, two, I've not got a script. It's actually really throwing me. Um, two, send that email to twitterkers, twitterkers at icloud.com. That's twitterkers, twitterkers at icloud.com with your anecdote, question, or fun stuff. Uh, right, I think this is the perfect opportunity to crack on with this week's and potentially last four weeks headline act. Yes, indeed. The only logical place to start with this podcast, that is trying to abridge twenty days of football, is to start at the very end—the thing that has just happened this afternoon. Which?
3: Oh, oh no!
2: Where's oh, he gone? <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh shall we just pick this up shall let's we let's pick this up. this up oh he's no hang on he's back He's
2: Michael does off? have to reboot at nine fifteen every evening doesn't he
0: yes well I think we all know this is going well um rock and roll as I said <laughs> that's my motto for 2023 rock and roll um look forward to That's editing a that motto, bit later.
3: Isn't, isn't that a good motto for a, a David Wagner football team bit of heavy metal football oh, yeah.
0: Ben you are like the consummate professional what was I saying before I literally cut myself off I can't remember uh, starting at the start uh, 20 we're days to start, start at the end we're going to start at the end with a Daniel Fark oh I knew I was going to do that <laughs> um i'm so tired it's gonna be we, good now michael <laughs> yeah um we had a press conference at Carra road on monday afternoon which was the uh, official unveiling press conference of david wagner um as Norwich City's new head coach because Dean Smith was sacked on the day after Boxing Day, in case anyone missed. That was following a 1-0, 2-1 defeat at Luton. It went 1-0 and then 2-1 defeat at Luton on Boxing Day. That was a fun evening. Um, he he was beside uh, Stuart Webber, who is still Sporting Director at Norwich City, and uh, both of them answered questions from the media. Uh, not, not a plethora of them, but we don't need to go into that. No one cares. Um, so I was there, which is exciting. I'm sure people will have questions about that. Um, Um, But also I'm sure people have seen it and read it and heard about it too, because obviously it's all there immediately, uh, such as the joy of technology. So Steve, what do you make of the last act, latest act of the new era that has only just begun? Perhaps not the start of the beginning, but only the end of the beginning. We know that saying. Yeah.
1: Let's hope it's not the last act because that would be awfully harsh after what that's last, That's like David McNally
0: levels of uh, wielding the axe, I think. Um, the last yeah. act of the beginning. The be- I mean, Not not the end of the beginning, but the begin. You know what I mean. The begin. Hopefully the beginning of,
1: uh, the, the of, beginning. of a long and successful era. I, I think, um, yeah, I, he certainly talked a good game so far. Um, I mean, I, I, I kind of feel like he could have come in and said whatever he wanted, really, uh, David Varga. You know, he could have a bit of having John Walk posters up in his room as a child and he would have still got a free pass because he's not Dean Smith. But... I think the German accent helps as well. That's definitely <laughs> probably a factor. Um, but I, I think as an appointment, I would say um, I'm I'm intrigued by it rather than excited. I think given that we've appointed someone who's, uh, you know, we've given him a 12-month rolling contract. So it, in that respect, it's probably about as good an appointment as we could have expected to make, I think. Um, I don't really agree with the point that it's the easy option because Weber has, um has worked with him before. I actually think that uh, Wagner's um, kind of form at the clubs he's been at has fluctuated pretty wildly. Um, And I see this as it could potentially go really, really well or it could go really, really badly. It's a real departure from what we've had so far this season. That's what we're expecting. That's kind of what we want. Um, And I think for that reason... It should be seen as a good thing, really, because we need a change right now. There's absolutely no doubt about it. We we can't maintain what we're doing at the moment. We need someone to come in and shake things up. That appears to be what Wagner's going to do, judging by the first few days, judging by what Max Aaron said after the game yesterday. Um, so early signs are promising, even though we lost the game yesterday. Um, and it's going to be fascinating over the next few weeks, I think, to see um, how we change on the pitch, because ultimately, that's what it's going to come down to.
0: Yes, Norwich City are already out of the FA Cup. We literally had no opportunity to speak about the FA Cup while Norwich were in it because we did lose 1-0 at home to Blackburn, who have won more games at Carrow Road since, March, uh, since September than whatever, than Norwich. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dan, um, your, your good self? I mean, you and Ben, I'm, I'm interested in. You're obviously purveyors of many a press conference, especially from you know the internal side of events. <laughs> It is
2: always very interesting. So what did you make of it, Daniel? Well, there's two sides to it, isn't it? It's quite quite a unique setup for a manager unveiling for the sporting director to get as much attention as the new manager. I mean, there's there's various reasons for this. It was sort of a two-sided setup, really, kind of wanting to hear uh, Stuart Webber's thoughts about... Uh, the last six months, et cetera, because we've not heard a lot from him, certainly in the local press. And then there's oh, we've got a new manager and, and here he is. And I thought Wagner, as he has done since he's come in, has spoken very well. He's got sort of a natural positivity, which I think it came across in that club uh, behind the scenes video. If people have seen that Um Although there's lots of awkward chat about uh, meeting people for the first time, he sort of he's always got a smile on his face. He's always got a little conversation piece to have, and he looks like the kind of guy who'll get people sort of enthused, which is um, which is good. And the way he sort of talked about his f- football philosophy, it's very simple. There's nothing particularly special about it. He keeps it simple, which for a, a club with all, uh, over halfway through the season is is good. I think you want you don't want someone coming in and. Um, with a sort of uh, philosophy and a way of playing that might take um, some understanding from the players. I think it's quite a simple philosophy. And really, it's made me feel that he probably should have come in earlier. He probably should have come in during that World Cup break. Because um, I did have a little look at uh, the comparison to when Alex Snill was brought in Um which in 2014-15, when we were three points off the playoffs in both situations, Alex Neil came in two games earlier um, than Wagner's come in. And I, th- I just wonder, at the end of the season, hopefully we won't be regretting not bringing in a manager uh, slightly earlier than than we have done. But, yeah, initial impression is really good, and he, he does speak really well. Obviously, we'll get to hear from you, Michael, about what he's sort of like in person as well. Yes, indeed. Ask away. I mean, you know... Absolute
0: cliche. The first time I saw him um, after the game uh, on on Sunday, my first thought was taller than I thought, which is, uh, you know, the classic, but he was, he was, and he he does seem a very handsome man. He seems like he's been very well looked up, you know, he's looked after himself very well um, uh, since not being a head coach, which does happen a lot. So uh, you know, we'll hope there's no mass deterioration in his his, his personal uh, appearance or health over the course. Obviously, no one would want that of anyone. But he did seem very well. Lots of buttons undone. I did also notice today. But you know, on his shirt, that is obviously just to clarify. But it, yeah, uh, you know, it, it was an interesting dynamic. And having literally just finished a piece writing off of the press conference even I was sort of getting to sort of two-thirds three quarters down and thinking this is a lot about Stuart Weber. you know this is I I I like what David Wagner said a lot of it but you know it's all like yeah that's all good um we'll obviously see how it works out on the pitch there's only so many things you can say you're coming across really well Adam hurry obviously off of football cliches makes a complete point of how well a manager spoke in their first press conference Alan Russell (laughs) Spoke really well in his first press conference, and uh, according to a lot of people, and I mean, did he? That is literally the, at the <laughs> well, yes, because that was the perception across the social medias of uh, of that first press conference. Was that he? He spoke. He spoke well, which is, isn't I the nature of a first
3: press conference, though. Like, there's no baggage; it's a fresh voice they can pretty much say anything because they can't be disproved against no, what they're saying, really. That's like, the
0: point. Has anyone ever not spoken well in their first press conference as an
3: interim or, you know, a manager? I, I, I guess not. But anyway. And yeah. has any set of players ever not responded in a slightly more energetic and positive way yeah. to a new manager as well? I think that's... So it's definitely,
1: it's, it's definitely an irrefutable truth that the players are need to work on their fitness when a new manager comes in. That may actually well be true this time around, but it's <laughs> definitely always like, oh yeah, we're, we're, the 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 uh, the fitness training is a lot better under the new guy. That that will always be always, said. Always, always.
0: And they haven't had any double sessions yet. So if they if they were fitter on Saturday that or Sunday, it's because they literally just moved more. It wasn't because of any <laughs> particular condition.
2: Although to be fair, when Daniel Farker came in, there was a few of the older guys. Uh, Cameron Jerome springs to mind, who who moaned in public about having to be too fit under the new regime. So they they there were players who really were not too keen on having to get fitter.
3: I think they should have
1: parachuted Paul Lambert's squad uh, into that trading regime, just 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 for laughs to see how they how
0: they would have gone. That's a really good point, Dan, because I, you know that what has happened since when I the the stuff in Tampa to me, if I'm honest, looked at, didn't. There was a lot of pleading with how heavy and intense everything was, but from just observing it, obviously from about five thousand kilometres away, uh, it just didn't look like it was. It didn't look like it was the right framework for for that kind of intensity. And and Dean Smith himself, when he took over the job, made a point of talking about how training was. It was too much. It was too. He preferred it to be shorter. Uh, you know, let more, more focus, I suppose, and less sort of hard fitness graft. Whereas interestingly, just Linda, uh, David Wagner has specifically said he wants Norwich to be the fittest, most aggressive, Uh, most something else energetic Uh, energetic thank you which is they're all the same words but you know wants him wants Norwich to be that most of that in the championship I don't know how you achieve that when you're halfway through the season um you know it's very difficult um, I expect but there we go Uh, Ben uh, yeah I'm curious to get your thoughts on on your observations of said presser
3: yeah okay I'll go for the presser first I think um I think you know Stuart Webber in an ideal world wouldn't have done this press conference but I think if he hadn't have done it it would have been more of a story Um, you know a new manager unveiling you know you have to kind of be there really that's certainly the modern day way of doing things even though obviously this press conference came after David Wagner had already spoken to you guys yesterday at the Blackburn game which is quite unusual you're right he he
0: was at the other two um, unveilings presses and so had he not been at this one I would have made the point that he wasn't at it so yes he did kind of have to be there
3: yes but very, as really as you guys have already that. covered yeah as you guys have already covered like he um yeah a lot of the focus was on him quite strangely and as as always with stuart Webber, i think some of what he said was was interesting and kind of makes you think a bit. um some of it made me think about actually um I, I haven't listened to the the written press conference but i have obviously followed it on social media um some interesting kind of comments from both of them which on the football side which we'll we'll go into later but i think the main thing that I I pulled from it, I listened to um, Webber's chat with Chris Gorham from Radio Norfolk, and I think he was very Webber was very keen to stress that um, David Wagner is not going to get judged on what happens this season, which kind of went against how I viewed this appointment. Actually, um, obviously the contract thing is a, significant, and I think he, they were asked about that fairly early in the press conference, right, Michael, about the twelve years. rolling. first question.
0: I I yeah. don't really. Why Why do you think that that I had, must admit, I was like, I don't really. Your know, contract is a contract to me, and it's still it's still a year's
3: notice period. So I don't see... So how it's it, well. Is it? Is it? Sorry, I was just going to say, is it? Um, is it like a? a rolling contract in a football season sense or is it like is he out of contract at the end of this yeah so
0: i i wonder if this is a confusion so to me it's a 12 month rolling contract which means his notice period is 12 months from on from each day so it's not like he gets out of contract in the summer and then opts to stay another year which i think is how weber's contract gets misinterpreted it's literally like every day he is signed for another 12 months so to me it's it's a more secure contract than signing a two-year deal which i mean dean smith was out of contract in july 2024 so he was in the last 18 months of his uh, contract. So and I, think I don't Alex, really see a deal with it.
2: Alex Neil was on the same deal, I think, when he came in, wasn't he? 12 month rolling. Yeah. Um, it was certainly Weber's first deal. And then Weber signed a deal
0: with a fixed term, which, and and whereas Daniel signed a, a three year and then a four year
3: or mm. whatever. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And so yeah, maybe, maybe um, obviously we, we can talk about the kind of details of contracts and stuff. But I think putting that aside as well, like there's obviously a, a doubt over Stuart his long term. Certainly before today, like doubt over his kind of long term future, and this appointment is obviously tied to him in in many ways. And the appointment of someone like David Wagner, who is very much kind of as as Steve said, a streaky manager, is is capable of getting teams on runs of amazing form and runs of really bad form as he did at Schalke it feels to me like an appointment where someone is going to come in and have a big impact straight away and try to drag this ailing team into the playoffs now obviously that is the objective um I'm yeah I don't know maybe maybe there is kind of slightly longer term thinking and actually having consumed the interviews today I maybe have slightly changed my view because Weber for the first time, and obviously for the first time, because he's not really spoken to anybody for a long time, but for the first time is kind of talking a bit more openly about not having finished the job here and wanting to get the club back into the Premier League and finish the works at Colney and everything, which is stuff I hadn't heard from him and certainly goes against some of the stuff he's said on, in national media. Um, I remember an interview on the Michael Calvin podcast that he did a few months ago, where was talking about his mountaineering and how after that he may um, have a different kind of view on, on life and work and certainly indicated that his, his long-term future might not rest with Norwich city. So yeah, there's, there's a lot of factors at play. And I think um, in a way, that's why it, like in, in certainly today's press conference, it, it, it fell and what the, the kind of David Wagner side of things fell under the radar a, a little bit under, under that focus of Stuart Webber as for Wagner, in, in my opinion, it, it's a, it's an appointment born out of kind of cold logic, really. I mean, if you were to, assess all of the candidates available um for the qualities that we need as a football club right now and the type of candidate that we're able to attract and able to ultimately appoint he would have ticked the most boxes you know he's had success in this league he has demonstrable experience of connecting a club with a fan base which is an issue that has been highlighted so much um towards the back end of dean smith's era and obviously since wagner was appointed and he's a clear kind of systems manager. We know what we're going to get. He's going to have a clear identity, a clear style of play. So I think, um, yeah, it's a logical appointment. I am very much fifty-fifty on whether it's going to work, though.
0: We don't know, Ben. You don't need don't no. We don't. No one needs to say. No one knows. We'll see how. <laughs> That's why I'm sitting right
3: in the middle of that. Don't, we don't need.
0: Don't need an opinion on that. Uh, just a, a um, uh, point of uh, like mundanity or I don't know like I I think I think it's quite interesting how these things work Um, there was no mention or no question even towards Stuart Weber about what his Norwich future looked like or would be in the press conference basically because we were told at the start of the press conference it was one question per person per outlet um, on the table so there was no in theory, opportunity to ask a set of questions and get stuck in, which was a shame because I had six absolute belters and I only got to ask one of them. Are you, um, Michael, are you happy with the question that you did ask?
3: Uh,
1: I watched um, it back. Well, I, it, it, it was a slightly frosty response, I think, but I thought it was well, a good question.
0: I, I, I mean, I, I, had, I had these questions and... Um, uh, you know, I had to pick one. <laughs> so the first 10, 15 minutes of the presser, I'm literally looking at this list going, so which one am I going to ask? Or was I going to ask him uh, whether he now accepted that appointing Dean Smith was the wrong decision? That's my crazy question. Um, whether, you know, some fans felt that not making the head coach change at the start of the World Cup break was a missed opportunity. Um, that doesn't really involve hindsight because they were saying it at the time. How how would he respond to that? Uh, There was then the question I did ask about all the out-of-contract players. Um, No one has asked him about the links to him speaking with Chelsea about um, their recruitment restructure. I'd be Mm. very interested to hear his thoughts on that. And and then I was going to ask him about his future. So obviously I had to basically think about one question and then ask it. Uh, A little bit frustratingly, we've got, you know, in the other... Uh, a few other people did ask more than one question which is then quite annoying <laughs> but the point is that's how that works so it was it was it was all a bit weird but you know it's a it's an norwich city press conference so sometimes things are like that
3: um Michael, but can know, i ask you just before we go any further what was it like in the in the room what was the atmosphere like um
0: i will answer that i would just say it was it was good to then listen to chris gorham's interview on the bbc radio north because he did get a proper period of asking questions and actually having a chat which again it's completely different to asking someone a question out the blue and hoping to get a you know some sort of coherent response. Um, what was it like in the room? Um, I thought it was uh, really flat, um, apart from David Wagner, who I thought brought energy. He was really happy to be there. I like so much of what I've seen about him, which counts for absolutely nothing because it's all about what happens on the pitch, but seems like a really good guy. He speaks, as I said, he speaks well. He's clearly got an energy and enthusiasm. He looks completely refreshed from what has clearly been difficult moments in his last two jobs, even though there's mitigation in them both. And he looks ready to go. And he would do because he's right at the start of something that could be quite exciting. There's obviously a a really a real challenge here that at the moment probably does feel like it's possible and if they achieve it it will be magical and brilliant and and we know that because we've kind of been through it already once with alec neil um and if not as we now know there is also this platform to probably rip it up and you know build something again afterwards so i think david wagner feels like he's at a great club great opportunity away we go this is brilliant i also know all these people or a lot of them so you know well i know we can be successful um I felt he was the only one in the room offering that energy. And that probably, in fairness, extends to everyone asking the questions. Apart from me, obviously, when I come in and say hello and nice to see you, gentlemen. Because I, you know, I'm sitting there going, <laughs> oh, almost four. Oh, sitting there going, fairly oh, sure you did on, swear. Wake up, everyone. Wake <laughs> up. Show some personality. Cause it just gets so like, mm. So yeah. Um, so you know. That sounds like That's one of what?
2: Dean Smith's half-time team talks. <laughs> <doesn't>
0: <laughs> yes, yes. So there you go. That's me. That's my personality. Um, but yeah, so it felt it felt flat. Um, uh, I, I you know I I would be amazed if Stuart Weber told anyone that he wanted to be there, and it, but he knows he has to do it, and he did it, and did it in the way he does things so you know that's fine
1: so that almost sounds like the biggest challenge for Wagner really well (laughs) one of the biggest challenges is to not get bogged down in what is currently the Norwich City mentality and to to kind of lift people because it feels like that's just the atmosphere around the club at the moment he's probably the brightest there partly because he's the newest in the building so let's hope that he can kind of continue that again results will dictate it all but um hopefully that's that's what he can do
0: Happy days. Uh, yeah, I don't know if there's anything else anyone wants to know about the presser from from me being there, but um, there's no pressure. Have we got many questions on? Uh, mm-hmm. I think we've
1: sort of covered this, but Lee Widdit has said, hello, boys, podcast gold. We, we could just cut, cut <laughs> Thanks, it there. To be honest, but he has asked oh a follow-up question. Is that a good thing? I don't know. Carry I mean, gold, gold is good, isn't it? It's better than silver or bronze. <laughs> uh, thoughts on Weber's <laughs> demeanour during the presser thought uh, Wagner was are we we're we going with Wagner, aren't we? Because uh Weber called him Wagner. But, he
0: did, um, I wasn't expecting that. But apparently yeah. it's some it's some it's a York it's a Yorkshire thing where it just sounds too posh if you keep saying Wagner. That's fair well, enough. Um Someone. anyway, Lee says he thought Wagner was impressive, very amiable, which is
1: very welcome, which kind of I think backs up the point that, that you just made there. Um yep. No, most of the questions, to be honest, are um based on what's going to happen. Well, the lateness of the podcast.
0: And, <laughs> and what's going to happen on the pitch? Well, We can deal with what hap- what will happen on the pitch. Um, shall we just... I just wanted to address this. Is there anything anyone needs to say on Dean Smith? I, I feel like we spent months talking about something that was then resolved. <laughs> so I can't think that there was anything. Obviously, Luton was horrendous.
3: I'm just glad he didn't manage the Reading game because that would have just been cruel. Um yeah. Um, well, Steve, Steve and I were walking back from the game yesterday and were saying that like in years to come that the Dean Smith era will just be remembered for absolutely nothing, really. There there wasn't a single game where you think actually, you know, that that was a positive memory to have from that, that era, which is quite extraordinary really, for someone who was in charge for over a year. Um Yeah. Well who is that comparable
2: to? Like a Bruce Rio or a Brian Hamilton or <laughs> It's just, it's just nothing happened. But the, yeah. the the other thing that I realised
1: yesterday is that Smith signed four players when he was here, four, and two of them are on loan. Um, one of them, one of whom's already gone back, and one of whom is as good as going back because presumably he's not going to get much more game time. Yes, so, Aaron
0: Ramsey's gone back. We should just say yes. Yeah.
1: So yeah, that, so yeah, there's there's a thing that happened that we're not going to talk about. Um, <laughs> so Ramsey's gone back. Hayden's as good as gone back. Um, So basically that leaves Sarah and Nunez um, and Liam Gibbs as the only players really remaining in the squad who got their debuts under Smith. So to to bring it back to present day, that I guess kind of helps Fagner in that if we're going to a coach who's much more based on a a specific identity, blah, 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 um, then these pretty much all of these players have played under Daniel Farker. So if we want to go back to that way, obviously we keep saying, we keep comparing the two as if they're going to be the same. Um, but these players know what it's like to play under that kind of manager. So maybe it's not going to be quite as far removed from what they've been used to um, as,
0: as we first thought. I don't know. Which is a lot of what Max Aaron said after the mm. game um, on Sunday, which was a very interesting interview. I enjoyed it.
3: Yeah, but, but I don't really understand it because I, I feel like it's <laughs> going to be very different to what the the style of football and the, and the type of team that Daniel Fark about maybe for Max Aaron's it's going to be more similar in the sense that he's just going to be, you know, going forward and trying to do some stuff in the, in the opposition's half, but actually, you know, let, let's see what some, some of the more, I say creative players, we haven't really got any on our team at the moment, but some of the more, <laughs> um, you know, creative players would say about being deployed in a, high-press, high-energy system, which Daniel Farker attempted to do a few times while Norwich manager and failed miserably. He couldn't coach a press. He was absolutely mm-hmm. amazing at coaching a that's possession-based great. football team, but he couldn't coach a press.
0: I think that's that's the point. And you were touching on that yourself, uh, Dan, that... Um, Actually, David Wagner's football is is much more simplistic. It's much more high octane and aggressive and um, and sort of chaotic in a way as to what it's trying to create, which is almost the antithesis of what Daniel Farker wanted. And also, if you go sort of ahead of the back four and goalkeeper... That team is basically completely different, apart from Tame Puki. So even even the ones who played under Daniel Farco, it was in the Premier League, and it was an absolute mess because they'd already lost their identity basically by that point. So, um, but, but I, I know Max was certainly talking about some of the, uh, the the working methods and things like that, and and the training as well. And you can sense from maybe some of the drills that they're a little a bit more formulaic than say, sort of a, a game orientated or a. a, 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 a yeah, uh, uh, like a contest-orientated sort of drill.
3: Mm.
0: Anyway,
3: yeah. Maybe it's to do as well with, um, I don't know, like it's pretty obvious that towards the end of the Smith era, there was a, maybe too much kind of player power and too much player decision-making. Maybe Wagner's come in and, and kind of had, in the short time he's been there, he's had that impact of being like leading from the front, being, being very charismatic, being uh, having a clear identity about, how he wants to play, which, as I said, is very different to how Daniel Farker wanted to play, but actually having that identity and imprinting that on the squad of players, maybe that's kind of what Max Ahrens is referring to as well. Indeed. Maybe.
2: Um, and, and I guess playing incredibly high up the pitch as well, which I don't know about you guys, but I thought was just a, a lovely return to see Max and, Dim- and our left-back um, high up the pitch again, um, and playing in the opposition half. And it was just a nice reminder why Max was linked with such big clubs, And also a reminder that he's very young still and there is definitely a 15, 20 million pound player in in there still, which I think, you know, is always part of getting any manager in is turning those good players into uh, really good assets as well. And that was kind of lost under Dean Smith. I think things changed slightly, wanted to keep us in the Premier League, etc. And then an immediate return. I think under Wagner, um, there is more, probably more of an emphasis in making sure our young players coming through are going to be sellable assets in a season or two or three down the line. Uh, indeed. Um,
0: the interesting thing there is, of course, Max Ahrens uh, has only 18 months left on his... Oh, everyone's disappearing. Um, <laughs> it's only me and Dan now. But yes, Max uh, Max Ahrens is only... Um, his contract only currently runs until uh, July 2024. So he's only got 18 months left on his deal. Um which is uh, one of a few players uh, who might be out of contract in the uh, by the end of next season, so um, we shall have to see how that all uh, how that all plays out. But uh, I did ask the question; you can see the answer because Stuart Weber gave it on uh, on the press conference.
3: So there we go. Can um, I say one more thing on Dean Smith?
0: Oh, please, Ben! It could be
3: the last thing we ever say. <laughs> last thing ever. Let's, let's make it the last the last thing okay. ever. Um, all right. I I will be like, until I find out what happened, I'll be endlessly curious as to why it went so horrifically Mm -hmm. wrong. Um, And Stuart Webb has been asked this question in the interviews and he doesn't seem to kind of have an answer either. He openly said in that first interview on the day of um, the Watford game, I think it was where he interviewed on Sky that he, uh, yeah, he he wanted, he wanted to give Dean Smith more time. Like (laughs) they, they believed in him. And actually like I was very in favor of Dean Smith's appointment, his record, as someone who's managed hundreds and hundreds of games at at, at all levels in in English football, is largely excellent. His relationship with fans and players has been largely excellent. So I'm I'm just really, really interested to know, and I'm sure it'll come out in the wash at some point, um, why it it kind of just fell apart in the way it did. I mean, if we look at it, Norwich won 1-0 at Blackpool. They
0: then drew 1-1 at Reading. Then they lost at home to Preston. And they only won once more at Carrow Road after that. Um, I I suppose the question is, were they, yeah, how good were they when it was going well? Um, I remember writing a piece that kind of almost mocked the quality of the championship because how Norwich were playing was like, how are they second? Um, and obviously everyone at the championship was like, oh, that's very entitled. It's like, well, no, the point is, I don't know how they're there on the way they're playing. But... Maybe that was the blip, not that it suddenly fell apart, but that actually it caught up with them. I don't know.
3: I mean, well, I don't that's suppose... what Max. That's what Max. That was the most interesting thing Max said in the interview, wasn't it? Yes, he agreed. Yeah, that was basically it. Yeah. He, he said that he said the players I, were waiting for for it to happen. I, they
1: have got they got worse though. Like they, they oh, were yeah. great when they were winning, but they have been like that, the Blackburn game and the Borough game before that, I didn't see the Luton game, thankfully, but certainly the last two home games he managed were as bad as I can remember for a long, long time. Um, and I think, I definitely remember saying at the time, it's either going to get, you know, either the results will will improve and the results will continue or the football will continue to be this bad and we'll stop getting lucky. And it, unfortunately for Smith, well, maybe not unfortunately, because, you know, it, it's not a case of luck. Uh, it was the latter. Um, I'll just I'll just bring in Phoebe's comment. Um, we'll always have the Sergeant Scorpion kick. That was the probably the kindest of the comments on Smith that we had. <laughs> but we're nothing if not a kind podcast, are we, Michael? So,
0: well, it, it, that, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Nothing is ever personal, unless it's directed at me. Um, right, I think we're <laughs> I think we're all good with with Dean. Uh, he's he'll be fine he'll get a, another job and while lots of people do want him to come back to Carrow Road, um, Stuart Webber mentioned this as well, I kind of hope he doesn't because he's just going to get booed so onwards to whatever we're going to talk about next what are we, gonna, what should we talk about next, what did I have next on my list I suppose it's the uh, twang-ta, twangta which is uh, the, thi- uh, what, the, uh, the how does that work Things, um, we, are not things we are
3: not going to talk <laughs> <No>. about Twangta <laughs> There's, there's no, is, uh, no no potential this, to this, trip up on that word, is there?
1: Whose yeah. idea was? <laughs> whose idea was? This? Is this your, this you, was your idea, Dan? You you put Twangta wasn't? in the. I'm fairly
3: sure it was yours, Michael. Well, yeah, so I
1: you put, put you I put, twangta put twangta 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 in the running there. order, and I in said capitals, can we use it, and you said in yes. capitals.
3: Said, this podcast well, was twangta. definitely your idea, Michael. Well, the podcast <laughs> in general was.
1: Yes, everything is your idea, Michael.
2: My idea was if if we're Vagner or Varg. Yes, that was my idea. And that one worked.
0: Why did you say that? And what are you, Dan?
2: Va- I think we're all Vargness at this point, aren't we? Vargness, Vagness.
0: That's no, a combination there? of the two.
2: <laughs> the Vargness monster. You're
1: so on the fence, Dan. You can't
3: decide if you're Wagner or Yes. You're Vargness. That's the Vargness monster. Will be what our-, our team is like nicknamed if we create this incredible gegen pressing machine. Exactly. Vargness monster. And then
0: none of us will be Vag-meh. Um... <laughs> Right. Uh, Well, that's a good start to twang tap. Other things. Well, the FA Cup, obviously. No need to talk about that. Uh, I am uh, decidedly worried that Norwich have lost twice to Blackburn. Um, And also, I don't think it... Hang on. Hang on. Uh, Oh, it's in my bag. Hold on two seconds for audio listeners.
2: Uh, Have we got any intermission music?
0: I'm I'm just going... I'm just rummaging through my bag. Twang! on um, On my Blackburn program um there were four starters from the league game that started the fa cup game um and then there were three players who were on the bench for the league game that started the fa cup game and four players hopefully that makes 11 that weren't even in the squad for the league game
3: um so it was hardly more interesting is is, uh, blackburn's team are you talking about Blackburn's team? Yeah, I was oh. talking about Blackburn's team. Oh, okay. But yeah. that a,
0: yes. but the, <laughs> so is that more interesting than what I just said or the same? And therefore no, just as interesting? The, the level of interest is exactly the same. Because I was talking about that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that is it. So, you know, that Norwich have lost both of these games, even off the back of a supposed managerial bounce and playing well. I mean, how? I, I have to say, I went into that game thinking, well, Norwich are playing a full strength team. They've got a new manager. They're going to be bang at it. And that's a rover's second string, so clearly they're gonna win. <laughs>
1: so, they, they just look well drilled, couple... They just look better drilled than us. I thought that could be where we are in a few months' time. We just didn't look like we had this much of a clue as them. Indeed.
3: I think the um, crux of the issue though is something that I want to talk about actually. Um let oh. everyone's talking about like how we're gonna be off the ball and the energy and everything, but I'm equally fascinated as to how we're gonna actually be on the ball under David Wagner and how we're gonna like create chances and actually have any quality in the final third? How are we going to dominate a midfield, which we have done in hardly any games this season? How are we going to successfully move the ball from the back to the forward line? Um, I think those are really interesting questions as well. And I found it interesting that he said he hasn't, I think it might've been in his post-match yesterday. He said, um, we have a lot of quality in the final third. So he kind of hasn't thought about that much. He's kind of thought about the other stuff and it will just kind of happen in the final third. Well, You know, it it hasn't really happened a lot. And I feel like there is probably some coaching to be done, Um, even though we have gone.
0: I was going to say, I think that was that's a priority thing, isn't it? I think he will. He was just prioritizing that that will be the next bit he gets stuck into. So um, in terms of the forward line and coaching it.
2: There's a lot of nicks, isn't there? On on that sort of on that bit, the one thing I didn't want to talk about, but I do want to talk about, is Kenny, who I've never been a massive fan of. I think he's a good championship midfielder. Um, but I think he's probably found his best role now. I think he's really good at dropping deep between the two split centre-backs, getting the ball and progressing it. I think he reads the game really well. He's got a lot of energy, so he can cover full-back, right-back. He's not kind of in the central positions, a more traditional defensive midfielder under our previous systems would be. I think maybe this could be the making of Kenny, or at least the making of people who maybe were sceptical about Kenny, (laughs) as as myself. I think himself or even Searnson when he's back would fit that kind of role, perhaps more than a Hayden would, who's more used to playing a little bit further up the pitch and doing his uh, DM work there. So I I think and that, that started under Alan Russell, actually. Uh, and Wagner's carried it on. I think that is a good starting point. We've got a sort of a, a ball player who will uh, come in, drop deep and progress the ball. So immediately we're looking to you know, get on the front foot by playing someone a bit deeper, which is obviously a little bit of a, a, odd thinking, but I was kind of keen or enjoyed seeing Kenny in that role.
1: We're, we're basically played with a back three in possession, I thought, um, yesterday. And um, I think just on on the Kenny side of things it's interesting correct me if I'm wrong Michael I think he's the only one of the players who are out of contract at the end of this season there's probably someone I've missed who has signed a new one um and there's you know I think for as much as he gets stick I looked at him out there yesterday and thought he's just a player you would want at this level he's a player you would want in your team not just because of what he brings on the pitch but I just think his, his influence as well like and I think he was probably our best player yesterday uh, again may have missed someone but um yeah and it keeps kenny other business running for a couple of years <laughs> most <or
0: something>. importantly <laughs> yeah. i think kenny yeah. does epitomize some of the uh irrational elements um, in terms of <laughs> a, so a player becoming a a, a a you know someone who just gets beaten down i've never really understood that and i'm sure that's partly why he did the uh, tnc podcast interview was to probably address some of that
3: as well i think but, um uh, uh, sorry, I was going to say one thing from that behind-the-scenes video of Wagner's first day is that he kind of said to Kenny, didn't he, like, we need to, come on, you need to be fit. <laughs> yeah. And he was fit because he he they was. said yeah. he was going to be out for two weeks and then he started the game. Hey, he it. Was. Go on, Kenny. That's the way. <laughs> and also, also um, when Wagner was appointed, I spoke to a friend of a friend who's a Huddersfield fan. And he said, one of the things he said was that Wagner favours a very deep-lying central midfielder splitting the two centre-backs. Jonathan Hogg maybe was it? In yeah, Hogg, role yeah, Hogg th- would have been, yeah.
2: And he Hogg um, is much more Kenny than he is Hayden, for example, or Teddy yeah. uh, in previous iterations.
3: But because but- it's essentially a ball-playing role rather than like a destroyer, I, I would have maybe earlier in the season thought Liam Gibbs would have been better suited to that role. But actually Gibbs, I think, has developed his game as the season's gone on to, be, to kind of take players on a bit more and make more forward runs. So I think maybe him and Kenny are kind of swapping... Their, um, and, their roles.
1: And Kenny's passing, I think, is, is an underrated part of his game. I, I do genuinely think that, like the guy, I, I think there were times earlier in the season when he was trying to play the killer ball too often. And maybe again, that was a, a, you know, going back to what you were saying, Ben, about players being able to make more of their own decisions on the pitch rather than being coached in a certain way. But I actually do think there's a guy who can pick up the ball from deep and play passes, like you were saying, Dan. So um, definitely one to, to keep hold of. We, we have the semblance of a midfield with all the players we've got, I just don't know who who plays where or who fits where. That is a major I, um, challenge for the New
0: I, manager. I, I liked, what, I liked um, quite a few bits of what I saw on Sunday, but I do worry that in four or five games' time, teams are going to know exactly how to hit the holes that are in behind Norwich. And I, I do think that if you're relying on Kenny to be the sort of mopping up midfielder to help protect what's left of the back line, that that would be an issue. I
2: suppose equally in four or five games' time, maybe that press further up the pitch will be functioning as well. So there'll be less need or worry about those big holes being left It'll behind.
0: It'll be 4-0 up. It'll be fine. What's a goal? It doesn't matter. 4-0, 12th win on the trot.
2: Here comes the top two. Um, that That is the risk and reward, isn't it? I mean, his Wagner's teams have always been hit in behind, but because there's three covering at essentially all times you're kind of hoping that that covers it Um, rather than sitting deep like under Smith or rather than um, having two sitting under Farker we'll just be hopefully
3: the plan would be to just win the ball back further up the pitch and dominate further up the pitch Um, I think what's interesting is the role of the other central midfielders in that because Sarah played noticeably kind of deep I thought against Blackburn in in that mm. kind of more withdrawn role I think when you push the full fullbacks that high that obviously the wingers Wingers, inverted commas for those listening on on, on audio, um, tuck inside. You've got your striker, so maybe maybe like all three midfielders are kind of have a have a slightly more withdrawn role when your fullbacks are pushing up so high. 100%. Interesting on the fullbacks, as I said, I think Max is going to benefit hugely, and I think we'll see some really good form from him in the second half of the season. We don't really have a left back of a good enough standard or consistency to operate in a similar way on the on the other on the other flank. Oh. And I think they so they mentioned in the press conference that they were looking at left back potentially, but now aren't. Um, they did when
0: no one was fit.
3: Yeah, I I thought, it has to it has to be your new list, doesn't it? Over McCallum, I would say given what he
1: wants what he wants his fullbacks to do, you would certainly pick your new list. Who it has yeah. its faults, but
0: it was really interesting. Yeah. On Sunday. I thought I, I thought Dimi was very good but tired, and also thought Sam put in the cross of the. Of the entire game in the second mm. half when he came on, mm. so I think you've just got two players that can offer really good things going forwards and are just a bit unreliable defensively. So it's it's sort of quite. I, I would
3: difficult. say neither of them has done that over a consistent period. There, I don't, mm. I don't think either of them has demonstrated that they're able to perform at a high level consistently. And um, uh, that is the
0: damning statistic there from Ben. <laughs> uh, anything else? Anyone? Uh, t- t- tang what tang. T- oh. <laughs> Well, it, there it is. yes.
2: <laughs> um, well, I, so I don't know right if easy. um I don't know oh, if Simon Copperweight
1: wants to be associated with that word, but uh, he <laughs> says Happy 2023, everyone. What's the podcast's <laughs> views on Hanley's oh. recent performances in terms of culpability, oh. leadership,
2: and captaincy? Does anyone want to take that? That's I don't feel nice like he's been coach. terrible, but um. I I I don't think he's been terrible at all, and I think in the championship, if there's if there is a centre back out there who has played more than 15 games and hasn't made a bit of a, a howler like he did against uh, Blackburn at the weekend. I'll be very surprised. I think I think he's a very good, perhaps slightly going over his peak championship centre-back now. I think he could probably do with having uh, this new system with Kenny sort of bringing that energy. I think the whole back line could. But um, I think uh, Hanley gets a, a lot of unwarranted stick from the fan base because he makes some errors, but then all centre backs do, even at Premier League level, and certainly at Championship level. I don't think there's many better than him in the t- in the Championship at the moment.
3: Fredon, I, I agree. You... With... Oh god, sorry. Oh. sorry, Ben. You go. Am I am I going to go? Or you? Yeah, you go. Should I
0: go? Yeah. Okay, I'll only swear. I, I... You go I... <laughs> by accident.
3: <laughs> I'm not going to try and say that that like Blah, acronym. No. Never doing that again. <laughs> Whose idea was that? For goodness' sake, carry on, Ben. Please. Um... I, I agree largely Dan with what you're saying, but that error at the weekend was awful. Like he didn't slip, he wasn't facing the other way. He just kind of his body shape was inside. He knew exactly what he was doing and he just laid it really short. I don't know, I don't really know what happened. It was a bizarre error. No. I mean again, you know, someone
2: like Sarah playing two crossfield balls in successive matches, square across, one that led to a goal, one that didn't lead to a goal, luckily. At this level, players are gonna do thick things um that happens all the time <laughs> <laughs> and Hanley did a thick fit although I don't know I'm, I'm not I've never been a goalkeeper but should Krull not have been a little bit further out of his I goal und- yeah that's a good world? that's a good point I, I think the problem was that the that is it Maka, Maka,
0: um, uh, Mark Mark Andy was um was was quite high anyway so I don't think hmm. Tim could have because he would have been too close to being engaged with him but I did initially wonder that uh, ultimately, Tim won't be thanking uh,
2: Grant for no. I mean, it was ridiculous. In era, but... giving him
0: that, <laughs> so
2: there we go. Um, well, we he has talk? saved us a lot this season, I would say. Hanley as well with last-minute blocks and yeah. uh, covering mistakes by Gibson and and other of his defensive partners as well.
0: There we go. I, I wonder
2: if it's a last. If you're a last,
0: you know, def- defenders defending is normally defenders are normally judged by their defending style sometimes more than their output. You know, Grant Hanley is quite a last ditch reactive defender which he can be very good at and that's what fans love because that's when you sling in the last minute block and you put your body on the line but also that's when it can
2: go wrong and it can go in off your shin and but, I mean it's that doesn't the, um, mean
0: to that pass. It's the Christoph <laughs>
2: Zimmerman think. vibe that is, isn't it? it? Wasn't really a very good defender, but was brilliant at recovering and winning those tackles in 1819. How dare you say that?
0: Uh, legend, obviously, <laughs> of the yeah, legend. That, that is the perception and that's fine. And he was back at Carra Road. I didn't get to see him. but I literally missed him because I went inside at half time, so I didn't even see him talk to It's it's it, weird that like Zimmerman I think Objectively,
1: is not as good a defender as Hanley or Gibson. I do honestly believe that he's not as good as either of those two players. And well, that yet, was, that I was think proven it, true as well. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's true. He couldn't get in the team last season. Yeah, was it really only last season he was here? Yeah. And yet, you sort of feel like you'd, you'd have him back somehow, even though like he wouldn't make us any better. But I just, yeah, same as Steeperman. I just, I just miss these players and I can't really put my finger on why. Probably just harking back to an era that's never going to come back. <sighs>
0: Bring on the Norwich 2018-19 Legends Tour when they when they go around. will <laughs> be 45.
3: They're and, not allowed in the country now, mate, because of Brexit. You know have to be. More... Well, we'll go, go
0: play to play them, the we'll go to them, Ben. We'll go to them. Right, um, I cannot imagine there's anything else we're not going to talk about um, short of January and stuff, but we could do that now, I thought, in a very short item that I'm naming some, you know, let's talk about January or whatever. Uh, it's In uh, fact, I haven't got a sting. The sting! Let's move on to now. Um, uh, yeah, we were going to just talk about January. I mean, uh, Dean Smith had said he wanted to do some business, but it was only probably going to be one. Um uh Stuart Weber today said uh now nah, we weren't really going to do any. we never do any in January. also seemed to not be particularly um uh interested in bringing in any loans. I thought I thought most of January action was kind of completely downplayed today, which doesn't mean it won't happen in some form. But he also said it was a bit too early to discuss it, and it's literally January the 9th, So I don't really think that <laughs> that's a thing because we're a third through the month. So He's normally um, up a mountain, but uh, oh, it's so, years, no, Steve, well behaved. No, come on, um, do we not want to replace Ramsey though,
1: and, well, and that, possibly yes. an outgoing Todd, given that they both play in the same sort of area,
0: and Isaac Hayden, who is who's gone under the knife. Um, it's a real shame. I, I, it seems such a a, yeah, horrible situation in terms of football context. We obviously wish Isaac well, and he's still hoping to play a part this season if he possibly can. But essentially, you're too... You know, Aaron Ramsey was Norwich's most creative player in the first half of the season. Whether, whatever the shortcomings or inconsistencies were, that was basically it. Um, so he's now back at Villa and, and won't play again this year. So, yeah, that's a big cog that David Wagner doesn't have. Uh, the holding midfielder that we're all desperate for still doesn't exist. Um, so you could, 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 can anyone contemplate getting to the end of January and being like, well, this is still the squad off you, off you go. That just doesn't do David Wagner any favours, does it?
2: Not if it's just Sinani and Dow left as the sort of ball players who can play in that 10 role, if Todd is off or (laughs) out of favour or just not good enough, then that feels like there's a player light there, I think, without Ramsey or Todd.
3: And it's, the current squad just screams of a squad that needs an injection of something a freshness. A couple in, a couple out. You know that phrase. Yeah. Um, someone's just commented Ben Nevis is past his peak, which is uh, amusing <laughs> comment. Um, <laughs>
1: uh, before we get bogged down in mountain stuff. Um,
0: no, let's not. there's no. We love it. it. Didn't even come up today. Basically, <laughs> no need to talk about it. Are we we gonna we're going to have an avalanche of hot. mountain puns
2: now. <laughs> no
0: <problem.
1: laughs> God. W- will we ever see Cantwell in an orange shirt again and where do you predict his career will go after NCFC James M asks
2: that question
1: I feel like we, t- we like talking about Todd so you know we might not get another chance
2: I feel like we talked like, about this like, this time last year as well yeah. exact same conversation <laughs> yeah. well, I, I,
3: think, like, I think the answer I think the answer to that is in Michael Beale's comments right he was talking very openly about Todd Cantwell
0: but he didn't say, I don't like talking about other players, (laughs) which was like the golden opportunity to have got that in. I mean, that does, I don't know. Honest answer. I do not know if that is being discussed properly or in the works, but if I was to look at it, and uh, with my journalistic nose, it certainly feels like there's something in it and that uh, it would come. Can you look at something with a nose?
1: Yeah. Uh, can it, yes. Can you feel like there's something in it with your nose? Oh, I don't yeah. think that the nose isn't for feeling, is it?
0: Stop it. I'll, I'll start swearing again. Um,
1: with your so, ears.
0: Yeah, with my. <laughs> with my <laughs> melt it with your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, my My spidey senses of a journalist nature bedded in my nose say that <laughs> uh, it looks like something might could happen probably and Now you're seeing that through your it, nose. all right if it does if it, if it does, then yeah, because he's out of contract in January and there's no option so i I feel like everything has moved into a position where Todd really didn't do much in the first half of the season and now that it's kind of stuart weber's decision and david wagner doesn't really know unless he really wants to keep him i just can't see wagner wanting to pick that fight i think it's like well off you go todd thanks for your service you know it hasn't worked out we don't it's probably time for you to you know try your luck somewhere else so Possibly, I don't know. Who knows? But um, yeah, it feels more likely than ever before, and I've felt it was quite likely at other times. <laughs> so, still quite likely.
2: <laughs> yeah. Anyone and else? again, that guess that leaves us very short. For I mean, Todd's more of a gainer, number ten, but sort of wide players as well. And it just struck me that we're in exactly the same position as eighteen, nineteen, still somehow as Onel Hernandez is our only. <laughs> out and out wide player. I think we had Ben Marshall in 1819 as well who maybe had a run out at right back at one point um but really did nothing else for us. And four years on we're in the... is it four Yeah, four year four or five years on we're in exactly the same position. So a freshening up there um would probably be you know something that should be being looked at if we've got any funds or or a loan player and wow. just to make sure that you know Josh Sargent isn't playing out wide again which Wagner alluded to today that that is not his favoured position.
3: No, I thought that was quite strong that he strong. came out and said that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> thought quite strong that that won't be happening. But don't forget returned from Birmingham, back on loan, but injured, Shemeswa Poheta. I had forgotten. Is ideal. And yeah. obviously, uh, Tony Gary Springett. Fan of the pods? Not yes. Of the pod. I don't think so. Friend
1: of the pods. <laughs> yeah. Friend of the pods, <laughs> Tony garry have really um, been on or listened to us. He's ever. back fit and he was in the squad on Sunday. So um, um And Nick Deal. I don't know if this is an option, Michael, as asking. Nick Deal's not an option Ooh. for the wing, but it <laughs>
0: <Yeah, laughs> could be. Don't rule it
1: out. You've never seen have him, I missed
3: right? something?
1: He could be. Is he worse than Bojeta? Who knows? What's the situation with Jollis? I saw he was back at the club on uh, behind on the behind-the-scenes video of Wagner's first day put out by the club, no money for a winger. Is Jollis an option? It is a valid question.
0: Yeah, it is. And I think, um, I mean, it doesn't strike me as someone, again, that David Wagner would look and say... You know, this guy is going to be a this guy is going to be a really good option for me in my big pressing machine, personally. Um, but he we might get he might get a quick look at him. It depends what the sort of situation is with twenty at the moment. I mean, they didn't, weren't didn't, they weren't really start. They're having a good season and they weren't really starting
2: him. Didn't so, they stick a tweet out saying he was back like the day after he was in the behind the scenes video? Yeah, he's Over gone back to, he's gone he back. Has I think come he's back. back Yeah.
0: back. Okay, well that's really good. I mean that is they they did say today that there's no recall in January for Milot which doesn't surprise me at all because there's no way he'd come back anyway. Um and I, I would guess with Jolis it's about him having a full season at twenty. So I don't really see it as a as a thing, to be honest. So um he'll be I would expect him to be there fully. But it was, you know, nice to see him back around the place and got to say hello, didn't he? So that's good. So Poaheta it is then don't you think it'd be good?
2: Ideal pressing machine material. <laughs> Shemek, love it, love it. I also, of... I thought it was one little, quite very quick point. And it was interesting that Wagner said Ornell was really good for sixty minutes, but then was tired, and he's sort of making that overall point that our players have been, can be quite good in spells, but not for ninety minutes. We know that, um, indeed. Well, work them, work them,
0: David. Off you go. Um, I think that's it for January. Really, we'll we'll. You know, 20 days and counting. We've got loads of time to talk about January, (laughs) to which I am extremely looking forward to it. But what I do have a sting for is John Motson. Here he is. (laughs) This is almost fantasy football. (laughs) Yes, and the fantasy football bandwagon rolls into Deepdale on Saturday as Norwich head to Preston North End. That remarkable championship outfit that won three two at Carrow Road, and as we've already ascertained tonight, began the slow descent to De- Dean
2: Smith's sacking. I've
3: oh, said, his name, <laughs> oh, said his name again. Oh, sorry, we were never going to mention him <laughs> yeah. again.
2: You can bleep uh, that out on the uh, yeah. podcast record, yeah, and yeah. I'll leave
0: I'll leave the twanker one in. Yes, um, <laughs> uh, it's definitely so, yeah. not either. Bro. Yeah, <laughs> what? It's twang yeah. It twang twang-ta. I'm practicing now, so I never do that again. Yeah. yeah,
3: it's twangta, not Not what you said before that. It's definitely not what I said. <laughs> and I profusely apologize. Come I think you said before. I wish I'd said kumquat. I can't say that either.
1: Steady, steady.
0: Um, moving on. Oh, to... sorry.
1: Just a... before we do,
0: we also have Road to come back. It says James Williams. Forgot about him. That is true. I hadn't no forgotten about him it was the fact that he's probably not going to be back until April. <laughs> oh, okay, so I just don't think I'll sorry James. But, um he, we do have to, <laughs> Norwich do have him to come back just okay in sort of over there. but you know, hey, playoff campaign. you know he might just be hitting his straps absolutely. Come, anyway, mate, sorry to interrupt. Anymore. I don't I, I, press I mean literally this is it, isn't it? This is the first proper test. Dan's going you've got to win <laughs> huh? Dan's going. Dan, you're going to the game.
2: Yeah, the, the wagner Lucian has uh, convinced me to go. It definitely would not have gone under Dean Smith, so excited to him be again.
3: going.
2: Oh, <laughs> oh <Did> you say <laughs>
1: Wagner-lution. It's just too memorable, isn't it it's... the lution Wagner-lution. A Wagner-lution
2: but what? Lush, um, just lution. Um, uh, look, just a little play on the word on revolution. <laughs> the, the Wagner revolution. wagner Lucian. That's, that's, that, that's clever, Dan. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Good. Always good when you gotta explain it though. It really, really did work. <laughs>
3: Sorry. Um, I got stats.
2: stats. I got stats.
0: Oh, wow. Ben literally treading on
3: Steve's toes. Really? <laughs> Come on. Du, 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 du. Preston have lost their last three home league games. <laughs> Ooh. But yeah. hadn't they scored
1: like one goal
3: all season when they
0: came to Carrow Road? And they <laughs> yeah. got, and, they got and conceded me. like one as well, hadn't they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, i suppose the question is here how, how much does it need to be a win on saturday like what what where are we at here you, you know it's incredibly tight in the championship and we're all talking about you know these nice positive feelings that we get from you know someone saying nice words and you know we can give them 90 minutes freebie hitting the fa cup but genuinely how fragile is where everything is right now
1: well can i posit something here i I don't think it's going to matter if we go up this season or not. I don't. I don't actually think it's going to matter hugely to Weber. By the way he was talking, um, I don't think that's what Wagner's been brought here to do. To immediately get us into the top six. I think if we finish eleventh this season, he will. He was obviously going to get the summer. Like it, to me, I think obviously if we can get on a run and go in the top six, that's not out of the question, and I'd be delighted to see it. But. I sort of think this appointment is with one eye on next season. In any case, if we go in the if we get in the playoffs and go up, we I mean, know what's gonna happen the following season. I think <laughs> Wagner's here as an you know, the next appointment has to be someone who can build something, not necessarily a quick fix in the way that Alex Neal ultimately was, whether by design or not. Um so yeah. It doesn't matter. Who cares what happens on Saturday or now, for the
0: next few months? So, which is fine. But the, the issue I have with this is that the, the, that assumes that, well, actually it was all right for Huddersfield and Norwich because they've done it before, but the rules were completely different. Like mm. that Norwich cannot recruit the players no, and, uh, that they or Huddersfield recruited then. So personally, and I remember feeling this when Brexit actually happened or, you know, the rules were put forward. I. Uh, when do you know there is a question mark over how you know easy it is for Norwich to get promoted in a situation where it, the, the framework is completely different and is everyone sort of happy to sit on a championship run of a number of seasons, providing they win a few games? I don't know, maybe it's happened before. That was when I had my season ticket.
2: <laughs> so yeah, uh, I think when you're three points off the playoffs and you've just got a new manager in and you've got a squad. Of players who probably should be top three in the championship, then there's no way you can write this season off. And I don't think it's I don't think it's a must win, but it's a must uh, a must good performance on Saturday. <laughs> <at Preston. Excellent.
0: laughs> that well
2: known cliche
0: <laughs> of must good w- performance.
2: I'm a writer by a living. Um, I think yeah, and I think well, I think we need to see the sort of system being implemented further from what we saw at Saturday. Um, we need to see sort of a pick up in our uh, attacking uh, play, in creating chances, etc. So I don't think it's quite must win yet, but you know we are over halfway through the season, and we don't really want to drop any sort, sort of further than three or you know four or five points behind that playoff position. But I think he's still got you know two or three games until we probably get into the position where well we probably need to get on a bit of a run now.
3: I, I have concerns about whether this squad of players has it in them to kind of, as a, as a collective, buy into what's what's going to be demanded from David Wagner. Um, I think there will be, I don't know, it feels to me like that that style of football, that system is very um, suited to kind of impressionable players who, who want to make an impact. So maybe you're talking about the types of players that we might have been able to recruit pre-Brexit as we did recruit, and Huddersfield recruited as well. Or like a, a really kind of unproven set of young players. We kind of have neither of those things. We've got a lot of proven players at this level, which we've we've lauded as a, as a strength. But I wonder, under this kind of system, whether that actually might prove to be a weakness and whether, like, I'm, I'm not, obviously, I'm talking about a collective fear. There'll be certain players who will buy into it, I'm sure, and, and improve, but I just don't know whether it's going to be that kind of collective which we need to to make that charge for promotion. I don't know if you guys think... I think any...
2: Yeah, it's interesting because our unproven players, Sarah, Nunez, Gibbs, they're all essentially in midfield, which is obviously the most important part of the pitch. And when we last were in this position, under when Alex Neal came in, centre of our pitch had Johnny Halson and Alex Tetty. We brought in... Um, I was getting, I've forgotten his name now. Scottish midfielder. Sorry. Dorans, we brought in experience in the middle of that pitch and people who sort of, you know, and excellent, excellent championship midfielders. What we don't know is quite how good Nunes and Sarah are and how good Gibbs is going to be at the moment. So it's it's a different set of circumstances, I think. And I think, I think I'm sort of with Ben in that regard. I think I'm not quite sure. We've got a team who can really go at it for sort of the second half of the season. What we might have is a team um, that from the start of the season with the right manager and the right coach could have got them really playing. But to suddenly flick on a switch, that's asking a lot of really inexperienced midfielders in that side.
3: Yeah, Or or a coach with a kind of mid-season break in America to kind of drill down (laughs) on some tactical tactical nuances. I think that um, that would have made sense as well. But I also think as well, like, yeah, I completely agree, Dan. Like Sarah and Nunes, I'm I'm not I'm, I'm not sure what either of those players are at the moment and what they're potentially gonna be for Norwich. I also think, like in the forward line, we have three players who are kind of enviable talents at this level. I think Timmy Pukki, Josh Sargent, Adam Eder would get into most teams in the Championship. Like they would be rated very highly as individual players in this division, but. Can any of us really answer how what, what, what the best way to kind of construct our forward line with those three players is? I don't think we can. Mm. Um, well, yeah. Interestingly, that's parallels
2: to 14-15 with Alex Neal when we had Cameron Drome, Lewis Graben, Kyle Lefty, although I think he might have gone on loan, and Gary Hooper as well. And Alex Neal just ignored the fact there was four of them and initially played Lewis Graben through the middle on his own. He got injured, Cameron Drome through the middle on his own. So it works out. Not, it's not getting the best players into that team. It was... Getting the best team out onto that pitch, and hopefully, from Wagner's comments about Sargent, he might be going down the same route rather than trying shoehorning them all in. I, I, what about, I, I think, um,
1: sorry, Steve, I've cut across you two times. Well, I, well, I think on the pookie question, I come think, on, discipline, it,
0: guys, discipline. Come on now, come <laughs> on, come on. It's well, not good Wagner enough. Got to be the most developing. aggressive, most energetic po- rock and roll.
1: Yep, this, <laughs> sorry, has, been, this has
0: been Dean Smith
1: rule for two now, too yeah, long yeah, now. This yeah. podcast, um, I think. Um, I feel like I'm I'm coming out with some ridiculous hot takes tonight, but I think um, I think Pookie's yes. days yes. may oh, be no, numbered. As stop
0: it! No. What?
1: No. well, no, no. I, I mean, well, I mean, You're his contract's over the end of the. We're over
0: an hour. No, I'm cutting you off. We're over an hour in <laughs>
1: this podcast, and
0: yeah, not get to finish you... that point. Yeah, you can finish. Go on. Go on.
1: Well, I I. I Looking at the way that Wagner's Huddersfield team played, he had big centre forwards Um, and Pukki's pressing game is excellent. But I also think if you're going to have full backs that play wide, you're making the pitch wider, you're using that width more. And that doesn't really suit the way that we've previously played under Puki. Sargent seems to be Wagner's ideal centre-forward and um, so I would think that the way he would want to play would be to build his team around Josh Sargent, therefore would you renew the contract of a striker who may be slightly peripheral in
0: Wagner's future tactics just put it out there. I don't want to see it happen, but no, just I just think it could. I think it's a great point, and uh, it's, it's, it's highly likely to happen. It would just be a, a shame, and I'm probably slightly sensitive because I feel like tamu has been getting a bit of stick, which is not... I bad. still love Tamu. He's the literally record. the best striker. He, yeah. I was he's the best striker in the division. Kind of, one of the best, the best strikers in the division.
2: Either way around, if Josh starts through the middle and Pookie comes on, or if Pookie starts through the middle and Sargent comes on, if it's just one striker up there, that's... You know, a hell of a, a option we have. And it was it was like that at the start of the season as well.
0: In fairness, yeah. Josh was starting, he was scoring and Tamu was coming on and then Tamu started scoring. So, um, yes, indeed. Um, well, that's good. Uh, look forward to the must-good performance of Saturday. Um, <laughs> I think that only leaves us with look forward to Preston. We're on a sort of a weekend-by-weekend weekend basis at the moment. So that's good. I think we've got all the games out of the way before the World Cup. Uh, which leaves us with, any other business? Um, or if any, we've been going a long time. I can't possibly imagine there's <laughs> anything else left to say. Are there any more comments, Steve? Did you see anything of interest in the, in um, the comments? Again, most of them
1: now that are left are about the late start, but I feel like we've dealt with <laughs> that. We've Come moved on. on. We've moved on. Um, Come on, Dom says... Daniel Brigham brings the banter. <laughs> right. I,
2: I can only assume that was ironic. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, who knows? We'll have to ask Dom. I think that, that
2: seems like a good place to end it then. <laughs> can I can I ask a question? Yes, of who, course. P- who yeah, plays yeah. in goal on Saturday against Preston? Who, who, who is Wagner's number one? Angus Gunn. I'm Angus, sure. I think yeah. Angus will start. But who do you? you okay, you think he will start?
0: Yeah. I would. I would be surprised if Angus didn't start. I don't think mm-hmm. it was a, qu- a case. In fact, I did ask. I've got to try and remember now. But I think I asked David Wagner that, and he was like, Prior, "I'm not going to do an impression. Why would I do an impression?" Um, <laughs> the, you know, Tim. Don't get us cancelled, Michael. No, no. <laughs> Again, uh, Tim <laughs> hadn't played, so that was why he played basically, um, and so therefore. Angus will be reinstated.
3: I'm almost certain of. Come Preston or being well. Gun's been good, has not he? Like, there's no reason to. Yeah.
0: I think so. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Norwich's points per game under Angus is, I think, less than under Tim. But whether that's a causal stat or not, um,
2: does that cause... include seventeen, eighteen? Because that would be unfair. <laughs> no, I don't think it goes. <laughs> <That would> <laughs> Who knows poor old Angus. I just want him to have a good run of games where Norwich win because 17 18 we barely did, especially at home. And since he's come in, we barely have as well. Although he deserves better, when we're, we're terrible outfield,
0: and I feel yeah. like that can't be his fault.
2: <laughs> well, <Wow. But> maybe, <laughs> maybe it is. is causal,
0: causal effect. Uh, well, um, I think on that case we are done, really, aren't we? I cannot think of anything else. So, um, that is it for another on the ball podcast, the podcast that's managed to condense. Uh, three weeks of football and a press conference and a sacking into one hour and fifteen minutes. Absolutely, <laughs> just the height of efficiency. Um, uh, there is a, we keep I, it so tight; it's unbelievable.
3: There is a there is a piece. Of... I've got to be honest. I thought oh, it would go on longer than this. Wow, I thought it'd yeah. be at least an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah, we've made God. it.
0: We've made it in before midnight. I'm staggered. <laughs> Thank God I keep you all on a tight leash. Um, there is a piece on De- Dean Smith sacking on the Athletic. I haven't actually done a plug yet, so don't don't uh, take the mix. No, no uh, Dean Smith, he's come up again. There is a yeah. Oh, yeah sorry, that yeah. That's uh, <laughs> the on final word. He this... who shall not be yeah. named. Um, David Wagner, we can name lots, provided we don't call him Daniel, which I've only done twice in the space. <laughs> 72 hours. Um, David Wagner, there's a piece on his appointment, also on The, on the Athletic. Give that a read and enjoy The Athletic. Um, that's that. Uh, yes, if you're yet to do so, make sure you subscribe to the podcast by your podcast player of choice. Pod is available free for everyone on your usual player. We stream the recording of the podcast live in video form on my social media channels on each Monday evening, but at various start times. So make sure you have a look uh, and catch those in future if you so wish they are huge fun uh ratings and reviews were ever prompted always hugely appreciated and if you want to get in touch with any questions or topic proposals send me a direct message on twitter at michael j bailey is the handle i will endeavor to actually clock it and read it uh as for this e- that's reassuring isn't it as for this evening uh, a big thank you to our guests tonight uh ben thank you so much for joining us happy new year Happy New Year, Michael. Thank you for having me. Yeah,
2: absolutely, Stella. Uh,
0: Dan Brigham, thanking you.
2: <laughs> thank you, Michael. Always a pleasure. Thanks for bringing great, the banter. great banter from you, Dan. It <laughs>
0: high banter, high class. Yeah, the Banterosaurus Brigham. I, you needed a must-good performance, and I think you delivered a must-good performance. <laughs> um, Steve, thank you. Here's to pleasure another man. exciting year of yep. numbers.
1: Of, of Twangta. Long live Twangta. <laughs> well done. 2023 will be the year
3: of Twangta, I
0: think. The year of the Twangta. Oh my God. It's like Coffeffey.
3: I... It's like Coffey, isn't it? It's like <laughs> yeah. the, the new word. Yeah. The Michael. Oxford word of the year. It will, it,
0: Trump will moment. it will stick. <laughs> um, thanks, everyone, for watching and your patience and perseverance. Um, we'll be back next week, I assume, um, for another edition of the On the Ball podcast. Uh, until then. Uh, He says, just preparing the end sting. Never mind the danger. And here's to the David Wagner era.